0: What's up? Hi, Julia. Finally recording. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, you said it perfectly just now. Today is a day for technical difficulties. Yeah. But But, hopefully we've figured it out now.
1: Yes. And I am excited to be using the new mic because as our listeners probably noticed, my microphone sucked and (laughs) that was something we could not fix through editing, so I ended up... Uh, getting a new mic and hopefully this is going to be better
0: we'll find out with Mm -hmm. this episode yeah cool so welcome to in between 10.5 10.5 yeah insane (laughs) right i
1: know i was gonna say wow already in 10.5 but we already had 10 so (laughs) i should have said it earlier
0: true but i mean it's still insane thinking about it yeah. But, yeah. So, in between 10.5, I made a promise in... Well, no, that's not right. I've made a promise to drink sauerkraut juice, and I still haven't reported did. on that because I keep forgetting about it.
1: Did you get it, though?
0: I haven't yet, but...
1: Okay. But you not I didn't work forget. tomorrow.
0: <laughs> no, I, th- I keep thinking about it, but... Okay. Yes. But I did say at the end of episode 10 that it would be interesting to talk about... Sort of jury trials in different countries and everything, and because we sort of started talking about the Depp versus Heard trial, and
1: mm-hmm. yeah, in your so case, that's what prepared. wasn't there something about the jury where we said, Oh, it's like legally where we basically debated or argued about, um, like whether. You need like a charismatic lawyer and stuff like that.
0: Well, that was in connection to Deb versus Heard. I don't okay. actually remember how we came from my case to Wait. the docu series. What was your case again? Oh yeah, the Korean one. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't. Know. I actually have no idea how that <laughs> happened, but it did happen. Okay. And because in the case that there was no, uh, there was no jury trial. Mm. I don't think that they actually use it in Korea. I didn't specifically look up Korea, but I did look up some other countries. All right. Um, But somehow we got talking about it and whatever that way might have been, here we are now. Okay. Whether you want to hear about it or not, let's talk (laughs) about jury trials.
1: Oh, I don't have an option yet, but other people can just turn it off.
0: True, but if they've clicked on it. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, What is a jury?
1: (laughs) What is a jury?
0: What is a jury, really? Can you please
1: tell us, Julia?
0: (laughs) This is like a presentation in school. (laughs) So a jury is a sworn body of people that is assembled to hear evidence and render an impartial verdict. Mm -hmm. And the concept of a jury was developed actually in England in the Middle Ages, Mm -hmm. which if you think that's a long time, that's actually a long tradition and it's seen as a hallmark of the common law system yes it's used in countries like the united states england ireland australia canada and other countries whose legal systems were derived from the british empire so Mm -hmm. former like colonies of the british yeah and other countries tend to use either european civil law or the islamic sharia law Mm -hmm. Uh, and these systems don't generally use juries okay and here i want to ask you so Mm lena you studied law what kind of law Uh, did you study where did you study law (laughs) why are you not a lawyer let's talk about it
1: (laughs) okay um i didn't know i'll be put on the spot about all my you're put on the stand okay well, I studied law. I have a bachelor's degree in law in England, in the UK. Wow. So um, I did study UK law. Yeah. And I'm not a lawyer so because so you, I didn't okay. want to become a lawyer. I did like cool. a month long internship at a law firm and realized, okay, this is not for me. I'm gonna go to Japan, <laughs> pretty much.
0: Whoa! Yeah. Well, I mean, good for you. But so, do you remember much from your uh, bachelor's in law? Uh, I
1: remember some things, but I would say maybe three, five percent. Because a lot of because a lot of what you study there, it's you would be able to bring these law books into exams as well. The actual yeah. like. Laws. So, there, like you said, there's the common law, and then there's also statutory law, which is yeah. set out by parliament, by the government, and then common law is kind of just case law. So, cases and judges making decisions, and then you basically look at the old cases to decide current cases. Yeah.
0: Oh, so, like, based on precedent.
1: Exactly, based on, based on precedent. Okay. Because oftentimes the statutory law can be quite vague and you would just have these rules and regulations but some you don't really know how it would work in practice sometimes and that's when case law would come in and judges would kind of interpret the statutory laws and make a decision based on you know the case-by-case case sort of scenario they have and once they set a precedent, then future uh, cases have to follow this precedent.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well you seem to remember quite a bit. Thank God, yeah. (laughs) Well, the basics at least. The basics, yeah. How did the so law bachelor's sort of work? Was it like generalized Mm. and then you would do like a master's in sort of a specific branch of law? Or what Um,
1: was it? I'm not so sure about what the masters would be, but uh the bachelor was very general. So Each year, we had a few, um, basically, categories. So we had semester where we, I can't even remember if it's semester. No, it's not semester. So each year, we had a few subjects. And Mm -hmm. so across three years, uh, we covered many things, like there's a few that everybody takes, and then I think, I forget if you already have electives in the second year, but later on, you would, after you study all the stuff everyone has to learn you can also select a few different genres I would say so for example I think everybody had to do criminal law and Mm -hmm. tort which is kind of negligence related things and land law I think was mandatory as well but then there's some other stuff you could choose like company law and what else (laughs) I don't know (laughs) yeah but basically oh family law for example
0: Mm, yeah okay Mm. interesting I'm actually surprised that you didn't sort of go more into criminal law because like you and it's attorney
1: I mean criminal (laughs) law was something everybody took everybody had it and then in third year I took criminology as well
0: oh that
1: sounds because that was the only thing that they had that built on criminal law I think anything else you would have to actually go into a master's or something
0: well, I'm actually surprised that you didn't end up doing like a master's in criminal law or criminology because you, an ace attorney.
1: <laughs> yeah, and a true crime podcast. But um, and, yeah, <laughs> here we are. Here we are. No, I, I just I kind of was just disillusioned about the whole thing about, you know, pursuing this because I also wasn't sure if I wanted to live in the UK any longer okay. and if I kept studying. UK law I didn't have a lot of options true with what I studied so I didn't want to basically dig myself in deeper and make it harder <laughs> to <laughs> to move it still felt like I had a chance to sort of I mean you always have a chance to kind of readjust your direction but yeah. but yeah I just said okay I'm gonna try something completely different so yeah
0: well, it's still cool because it like gives you so much different experience and knowledge that you otherwise probably well, wouldn't have. So
1: I all I remember pretty much is you have to put on your seatbelt, <laughs> or if you survive a car accident, you won't get as much money as you should get.
0: That's what remains from that, that's
1: the only like <laughs> um, useful advice I can give you. Oh, I mean contract Great. law as well. We had to take contract law and that's very useful cuz now I read contracts. Not everything, but the ones I actually have to hand sign, I make sure I look over them.
0: That's yeah. that's very good. Yeah. Guys never sign anything without thoroughly reading through it.
1: Mhm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, back to the actual topic, but Yes. I I find it so like cool that you like studied law and then like thank you (laughs) aren't also just like where you've ended up now like so it's completely different but like you're happy now and here we are Uh. and we probably wouldn't be where we are now if you had continued in England. maybe yeah but Um, we would have seen each other more regularly that's true whatever yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so juries So I think we kind of started talking about this in episode 10, but there are bench trials and there's jury trials. And so in bench trials, there's no jury. So in this, judges are both triers of fact as well as triers of law. But in a jury trial, the jury acts as a trier of fact and the judge as a trier of law. So Mm -hmm. that means that the judge interprets the appropriate law Mm. or laws and instructs the jury like what they're supposed to sort of be contemplating or Mm -hmm. assessing Mm -hmm. and then the jury determines the truth of the factual allegations and I think that's where we kind of were thinking of different things last Mm. episode because you were saying like it should be just about the law and I was like but you need to like be able to sort of weave it all together into a story that makes sense because in a, so the judge just looks at the factual, like, actual what's in the law book, what mm. applies. But the jury is looking at, like, the facts. Not how it um, might apply to the law, but, like, sort of more as a, like, literally jury of your peers. Like, I don't know what I'm saying, but you get it.
1: So do they basically just decide um so let's say the evidence is a little bit unclear or it's yeah. circumstantial then they would decide yeah. okay do we think this really happened or not because there isn't enough sort of yeah. evidence to say 100 percent this happened then they would make the decision on yes or no kind of
0: yeah i mean um what is it um, beyond a reasonable doubt Mm-mm. so the judge would be like okay If you find this defendant guilty, then the law states blah, blah, blah. This is possible punishment. And Mm. this is what, for example, this is what constitutes as murder. This is what constitutes as manslaughter. Mm. And if the charge is for murder, this and this and this. Mm. And the jury might say, okay, we don't don't think it's murder. We are going to say it's manslaughter. And Mm. then based on that, like a verdict or a sentence is handed out, which can also either be completely decided by the judge or kind of be influenced by the jury. Mm. So basically, the I think it's like the jury kind of gives their opinion and the judge kind of like has the final say in some stuff. Mm. Like the guilty, not guilty is generally jury, but like the sort of sentencing is uh recommendation by the jury and judge has final say Mm. except in some cases i think yeah so there's that bit that i think we were kind of debating last time yeah
1: yeah i just feel like it's sort of random like i would want the law to be you know kind of objective impartial and reliable in that sense Whereas if you have a jury, yeah. there's always that uncertainty and this kind of random element to it because you don't really know what they would, how they would be influenced. And of course they right. go through checks, right? I think they, you yeah. know, do a background check on the jury and if they are really impartial, for example, but yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I just guess I don't have enough, I don't know enough about juries and sort of the, let's say... How they decide to say okay it's good or not good just mm-hmm. listening or you know learning about the theory of juries i would worry that there is some kind of just uncertainty to the decisions made and you know right. i think it's important in law to have consistent sentences consistent sort of you know if in this case these were the facts and they made this decision then in a future case with Similar or almost identical facts, the same result would, same sentence would happen. But if you have a mm-hmm. jury that is different in each case and they make a different decision, I feel like that's not what the law should be.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, like I said, the role of the jury is described as that of a finder of fact or a trier of fact. It's basically determining which facts um, in a legal proceeding should be available or are available and how relevant they are to the outcome. So the judge is responsible for interpreting the appropriate law and instructing the jury. So the jury determines the truth or falsity of factual allegations and Mm -hmm. renders a verdict. So they are often justified because they sort of leave in the law with community norms. It's what uh god damn it (laughs) are you looking for a page i'm looking for a specific bit of information on a specific page do you remember the wording they used there was this like thing of like um why they started using juries because of like the difference in like i guess to the way that law is interpreted and like
1: in more sort of practical terms how like because in because the laws they can be a little sort of you know bureaucratical and the language use can be very weird
0: yeah 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 there's that exactly there so if you just take it by law, like there, sh- like you were saying that like there sh- wouldn't be or there shouldn't be or there wouldn't be um, sort of variations based on the case. But cases aren't always super straightforward mm. um, and you have to, like, account for different circumstances. Um, and that's kind of where the jury comes in. Yeah, because there's also, like, flaws in sort of sentencing systems, Um, so.
1: Mm. I think I totally agree with that. I just don't know whether a jury would be best equipped for that, if that makes sense.
0: Right, I mean, yeah, like you were saying, there's sort of um, problems that come up, obviously, when you think about juries and, like, how they are sort of um, created or basically what kind of people come together in a jury and how that might affect like their sentencings or like their verdicts given or like their biases. So the there's a process for um, selecting a jury, right? Mm-hmm. So people who are eligible are um, called into a jury pool and then like, a group of, I think, like, 15-ish, like, at least in the U.S., this is how it is in the U.S., Mm -hmm. Um, a group of, like, 15 or maybe more are called into a room with a judge and sort of the prosecution and defense of a case, and then the judge asks everybody, like, basic questions, also then questions to sort of determine, well... Are there maybe any biases that would conflict sort of with the case, mm. and based on that, if anybody is biased, they get put back into their general jury pool, but will not let and will not be part of that trial. And have like judge having determined like okay these like six or these twelve jurors like they don't have any like conflicts, they don't have any like biases, blah blah. Then they create the jury. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one way to sort of cut out that component or that possible sort of conflict of interest then there's also like the problem often mentioned where so it's the sort of concept of social conformity right so mm. if you're in, in a group then you start to lose your sort of individuality and sort of conform more to like the group behavior yeah that is a problem but What I did find what I think is very interesting, um, apparently, like, research shows that the jury verdict tends to sort of be based more on the, like, median jurors um, views as opposed to, like, one of the jurors with, like, an extreme sort of view. So the group is likely to find, like, a good medium as opposed to, like, be extreme in one way or the other. Mm Mm-hmm which is good, I think. But um, speaking of, like, juries and their biases, I found this really interesting paper Mm -hmm. on the fairness of juries from 2010 from justice.gov.uk. So this is specifically, like, research done on, like, UK courts, UK cases and juries. But Mm -hmm. I think it still deserves mention. Mm -hmm. So overall, the paper actually found little fair, uh, little evidence for unfairness in um, injuries. Okay. There's some factors that kind of obviously affect sort of the statistic, like depending on where you live, like local population dynamics play a big role. For example, conviction by race. Yeah, Um, there's. There's actually so local population dynamics play a role. But um, it still found that uh, like all white juries did not necessarily discriminate against like people of other races or mm-hmm. um, based on skin color or anything. So they both, like they showed no tendency for all white juries to convict a black or an Asian defendant more than a white defendant, which I find very interesting. What they also looked into was like, the votes of individual jurors who sat on juries and this Mm -hmm. showed that generally there was no change in behavior of the individual jurors depending on the composition of the jury like be it was it all white was it racially mixed Um, there was generally little change in one like jurors behavior and apparently there was actually little stereotyping which i think is really interesting And juries in sort of populations or areas that were more racially diverse, they Mm -hmm. actually appear to be very sensitive to cases with interracial conflict. So we're very aware of that, Mm. which is actually really nice because I think you always assume it's the other way around.
1: Yeah, I think that's where progress has been made, right?
0: Yeah, but I mean, this is UK, so who knows how it is elsewhere? yeah but yes i guess so yeah and um so what actually has the biggest effect on uh jury decision making mm-hmm. uh, is actually gender so mm-hmm. female jurors are more uh sort of open to persuasion or more open to sort of changing their views mm. in deliberations while male jurors very rarely change their mind like once they had an opinion like they weren't very likely to change that
1: okay that's interesting
0: (laughs) right yeah I think it is too so I think that definitely speaks for equally sort of equal ratio of um all genders on jury because like if you have it makes me think of 12 angry men right Hmm. so if you have like a jury of 12 and like All of them are male, and all of them have already formed an opinion. So either it ends with, like, very extreme sort of verdict, Mm. or you end up having a hung jury. So a hung jury being, like, there's no sort of majority decision made. They can't come into an accord. So I I think the case is, like, a. like the defendant is acquitted or whatever. I or didn't. retrial, I think maybe. I'm not sure. Retrial either. or acquittal based on a hung jury, mm. I think. I didn't look into that too much. But mm. yeah, so mm-hmm. definitely we should have mixed juries. Yeah, in general. I
1: mean, definitely, I think it should be 50 50 anyway, because just yeah, definitely. the population is 50 50.
0: So at least yep. in
1: that sense, we need to all be represented. Yes. Yeah.
0: What? Um, so I didn't read through the entire 87 pages of this paper, <laughs> but I did look into the first, I want to say like 20. And what I also found very interesting is that um, juries are more likely to convict than acquit in rape cases. Mm. But there are lower conviction rates for other serious offenses. Okay. Such as? uh, Such as... Why are you asking me these things? (laughs) Wait. I was wondering if
1: it's like less serious or more serious than rape.
0: Uh, Juries actually convict more often than they acquit in rape cases. Not that much more. The percentage was about 55%. Um, okay. But other serious offenses, they list here attempted murder, manslaughter, um have lower jury conviction rates than rape. Mhm. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that I mean, was kind of I think
1: the difficult thing with all these cases or statistics is you have these numbers that talk about all of the cases, but each case has its own circumstances, so it's yes. hard to
0: kind of make broad
1: statements.
0: Yes, exactly. Mm. So um, I was curious and I kind of looked into a couple of other countries. Mm -hmm. So generally European civil law and Islamic Sharia law don't use juries. So I was curious, okay, what do they use? Because I actually have no idea what Mm -hmm. happens in the court system here in Germany, in the Mm -hmm. Landesgericht, Amtsgericht, whatever it is. So I looked up Germany. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of other European countries are very similar with slight deviations. But Mm -hmm. so generally what is done in Germany is that there is a mix of professional judges and lay judges. Mm. So a lay judge is a person that is a member of the public that's selected by a committee for a five-year term. Mm -hmm. who has no criminal record is between the ages of 25 and 69 and is not working in the field of law Mm. basically they kind of act together with the professional judges like they sit in as with the judges in a trial and discuss with the judges
1: that's actually kind of what I was thinking would be good I was thinking people who were who knew more about the law or at least are kind of trained in a way to be part of this uh, system like not necessarily be a judge of course because that takes years of training and uh, studying but Mm. someone who at least is kind of trained to not be just thrown into their first legal experience and have to decide on someone's you know life or the like not life or death, but, you know, their sentence, what happens to their life.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know about good. how much sort of, um, like, knowledge they have or how, like, it, I do, I didn't find anything about sort of if they need to be knowledgeable in anything because it's so It said that, like, you shouldn't be working in law, right? So mm-hmm. in a professional capacity, or like a lawyer or a judge yourself to be a lay judge, yeah. like you can't obviously it gives you like sort of your own biases and it's kind of like a jury but more evenly weighed with a judge and it's actually like the system is seen as superior because it dispenses sort of with the most time-consuming practices of jury control Mm. yeah so that's kind of what it is in Germany but you
1: did say they have like a five-year term right so they will be doing this for five years yes Yes. Yeah. So
0: they do kind of get like into the practice of it. And um, yeah, And I
1: feel like even yeah. if you don't get sort of legal training, it's more sort of what I have in mind is just knowing the protocol or knowing what's expected of you going into the situation, knowing yeah. your role as being sort of this is what you have to do or you have to decide on or play this kind of role yeah. in the proceedings and having this five-year term—that's a long time where you can also build up some experience, and
0: yeah. Interesting that you bring it up because in that paper on the fairness of jurors, it actually did say that generally, like they also did research on like whether uh, jurors understood what the judge was saying, like they like what the judge was instructing, what the judge mm-hmm. like wanted from them, and a lot of them said like. Like some of them said, like, oh, yeah, I completely understood what the judge was saying, and others mm. were like, no, I didn't really. And they didn't really get a lot of sort of um, instruction on what should be going on when the mm. jury deliberates on yeah. a verdict. So, the conclusion from this paper was there should be more instruction generally, mm-hmm. like, what is the jury's role, like, how. Should they go forward in reaching sort of a consensus? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there just needs to be more instruction there, and I think that's kind of what you were kind of getting at mm. as well. Yeah. So there should just in general, like whether you have like a a jury or whether you do like more of a lay judge thing. Just in general, people should be knowing what they're doing. Like, you shouldn't just throw them in there with no idea. Yeah. And exactly. e- expect them to make a decision that can affect someone for the rest of their lives.
1: Yeah. And I, from what I at least think I know, <laughs> or I think basically <laughs> in the States, what happens is you get a letter and it yeah. says you have jury duty, right? So you're basically yeah. suddenly thrown into the situation and... You just have to do it. It's your duty. I don't know. It seems really disruptive. And you could not... Maybe you're not in the right sort of mindset for it. Or you have other things you worry about probably. Maybe I'm just biased as well. But I feel like with the European system, at least the people who are doing this, they kind of went into this with the intent... Like they wanted to do it or... Mm. Yeah, it wasn't something just randomly something that happened to them randomly and they have to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cuz with a lay judge process in Germany, you can apply for it. Yeah. You know? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, the that's the thing with jury duty in the US. You're just kind of given like sent this letter like, "Hey, come for jury duty." And then like if you're lucky, you won't get chosen to like <laughs> sit on a jury for a case like yeah. if but like there's very little you can do to get out of it. Like if mm. you're ill or you are like if you've moved out of that jurisdiction or mm-hmm. if um, you have like a work trip that takes you away like during that time. Mm. Like there's a certain specific situations that will get you out of jury duty, but mm. you can't just decline saying like, That's nah, really sorry, not a good intense. time for me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so one last thing that I want to get Mm -hmm. into with like jury and jury like bias Mm -hmm. so is what we kind of started talking about as well that use of information during a trial for a jury like it's their duty to avoid learning about the case like they're Mm -hmm. not meant to uh, look up specifics or do their own research. They're supposed to sort of Blend all that out so that they can be impartial um, in making their judgments. Yeah. Um, but this is another thing of like proper instruction is needed because research on this also in that paper. Like honestly, that paper was so good about like mm. like half of them sort of maybe if the judge didn't say it, like half of them didn't go looking for it, but still came across it. Like in in sort in cases of like high profile. Yeah. Uh, in high profile cases, like they didn't mean to come across it, but it just like they came across this information mm-hmm. um uh, on like news re- relating to the trial. The other half sort of went looking for it because it wasn't communicated like this isn't allowed. If that was better communicated, then that would already improve things a lot. Mm-hmm. But so in the U.S. at least, a judge may order a jury to sequester so to isolate themselves to avoid tainting their view of the case through outside mm-hmm. influences usually this is done with high profile cases but not always yeah. and so in the debt versus Heard case that we talked about mm-hmm. surprise the jury was not sequestered which i think is very odd mm-hmm. because it was Like, the judge gave permission to live stream it, but then Mm -hmm. didn't sequester the jury. I... Like, it was gonna be obvious that there would have been just a lot of, like, media frenzy. Because, I mean, it's two well-known actors,
1: and Mm. this doesn't
0: happen every day. So, I feel like they should have been sequestered, but Mm. whatever. And, yeah yeah I that's mean, that's that's all for me that's all for me
1: that's all for me yeah no it's really interesting to just see also the fact that this is such an antique practice yeah That it's still being carried out today and I don't know and
0: is it like a case of just following tradition when tradition isn't necessarily yeah. what's right anymore or is there still sort of Um, I feel
1: like even if you still follow you know the system there's probably ways to improve it or to make it more fair or just generally less prone to biases or definitely error yeah
0: yeah Yeah, I think the big part of it is just there needs to be clear guidelines for people taking on this duty if you're Mm -hmm. in a place that does have jury trials or even if not like lay judges they should also sort of given a set of guidelines to sort of uh, work their way through with this thing that they're doing instead of just mm-hmm. being thrown into the deep end of the pool and sort of mm. yeah, no, for making sure. decisions like, I do think
1: it's important to have this human element Yeah, to be able to you know decide on scenarios on a case-by-case basis but you also have to have some kind of system in place that is that maintains maximum fairness possible
0: yeah I completely agree we agree yay <laughs> yay all right well that was sort of everything I prepared and thank yeah. you for the research for reading 20 pages of you're that welcome. paper <laughs> you're welcome yeah, yeah no it was, no, it was nice, really fascinating
1: nice jog down memory lane for <laughs> my lot, the law stuff that's hidden somewhere in my brain
0: yeah I'm sure well maybe Mm -hmm. this will sort of set some of it free yeah that's true all right let's sign off yes uh
1: thank you for listening hopefully you know if this was interesting to you then you learned something about juries in general (laughs) I guess (laughs) yeah or the alternatives um,
0: that exist to juries yeah and um I don't know what there is to say have you ever had jury duty oh yeah are there juries where you're from? How do your countries do it? <laughs> Let us
1: know. Let us know. Yeah, because we would never, Julia and I would never be in a position where we no. would get jury duty unless we apply to become a lay judge. Yeah. So, which I guess we don't plan on doing. No. you could, Julia. <laughs> no. No? No, thanks. No. Yes, but I think it would also be cool. Like, part of me thinks it's cool if you have the chance to be... You know, part of the trials of a high-profile case. I'm sure it's super draining, though, and can be very stressful. Yeah. But,
0: plus, think yeah. about it. Like, how if it's a five-year term, um, mm. how can you still have your regular job outside of being a I lay mean, judge? I'm like, sure what you happens? get paid,
1: right? Like, if people apply for it, I'm sure it's like a job.
0: Yeah, but then what happens when your five-year term is up? Then you just do something else. <laughs> but don't know. like will you still like be able to get your job back from before that term like I, mean, I just the logistics don't make sense to me
1: i'm sure there's a way we just have to figure it out but probably yeah if you listener have ever been involved in a case as a jury or a <laughs> lay judge let us know
0: yeah and for those interested we will put the link to that paper on the fairness of juries from justice.gov.uk in our show notes so look into those of this in between if you're interested yep because it was very well written and easily understandable i have to say
1: i'll see you next episode then we will see you next episode (laughs) uh where i will actually tell you about a case that does remind me of my uni times as well oh interesting okay yeah see you next time Bye. Bye.